This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 58 of A Clean Skate Podcast, a Dallas Stars podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. We are coming into some interesting week in, you know, quote-unquote hockey news. There was some, you know, more unfortunate news that came out of the Washington Capitals organization there with Brendan Leipzig, and we are going to go more in-depth on that later in this podcast as the corona collaborations continue. We have the one, the only hockey troll on much later from the official Caps Chirps podcast um, here at the network. Uh, he is also, you may recognize his voice. He is, and we talk about it a little bit in the interview as well, uh, he is the color commentator for the Goonline Gaming, which you can find on YouTube. But I think the thing we should talk about, however, is the absolute stalemate we have going on in our all-star polls in the left wing fourth line position. I have run a vote now to who will be the fourth line left winger here between Yuri Lettinen and Pat Verbeek, and it's been a 50-50 split twice now in a row. I'm thinking I'm going to have to run a third time. Winner takes all. That should be starting soon because I am just absolutely confused about how we are so caught up between who should be in that fourth line position between Lettinen and Verbeek. You may have noticed as well that the right wing finals have begun underway. You'll see Jamie Benn and James Neal, some familiar names to some of you guys on there. And I hope you guys can vote on that. Remember that that is at CleanSkatePod on Twitter. The goalies are still going on. Those should be wrapping up relatively shortly. Then we will get the semifinals for the goalies underway. The defensemen have finished. All we have left with them is the bottom pairing, and that will also be starting soon. So our all-star lineup is coming to a close soon here, but I think what I am going to do is, as soon as we have finished with the lineup, I'm going to do one last poll to see who should be our all-star coach to coach this all-star team, and then I might put this team together and, you know, maybe simulate a season of Chell with this Dallas Tars team against, you know, maybe the, the teams if we can do that. I'm going to look into maybe doing that, and I think that could be Really, really fun to do. But without further ado, I want to get us over to the real reason you are here to hear some gossip and some, you know, just some interesting takes. We haven't talked much about the Capitals on this podcast, so it's awesome to get, you know, a team we wouldn't normally talk to on here and to get a personality like the troll himself is just incredible. So I'm going to take you guys over that. I hope you guys enjoy. Hey, guys, I just want to pop in and talk about my friends at Southern Scholar. Southern Scholar is a hockey player-owned menswear company based in Dallas. In fact, their founder still plays hockey several times a week in the local beer leagues in Dallas. 
They're a menswear company whose primary focus is providing you with a better dress sock option through their monthly subscription or their shop. Simply put, Southern Scholar makes the best dress socks in the world, seriously. Crafted with their one-of-a-kind signature material blend and designed with classic color palettes and timeless patterns, their socks are built specifically to stay in place throughout your workday and add a subtle, sophisticated twist to your everyday attire. Included with each pair is their signature style card containing tips, tricks, and styling recommendations to help you best pair your socks to get the most out of your look every time. Southern Scholar brings you a unique yet professional dress sock, which can be worn in the most prestigious of environments. Their socks have the perfect combination of stretch, softness, and breathability, providing a true mid-calf fit that stays in place throughout your entire workday. You can join their monthly sock club and enjoy all your member benefits like lower prices, exclusive sales, and access to their member shop, or you'd shop their collection without a subscription. Either way, you'll be saving money using code THPN. That's THPN like the Hockey Podcast Network. And guys, I just want to say I have a couple pairs of these and man, they look so good. And then you just put them on. They're engineered to form fit your foot and leg and to stay up on your calf all day. So if you're wearing dress pants, you don't have to worry about reaching down to pull up your socks because they've started to scooch down and they feel uncomfortable. These things fit well. They look amazing. And I hope you guys enjoy them as much as I have. What's going on, Mike? Nice to uh, nice to finally get on. Uh, you know, the Dallas Stars are a team that really is kind of, um, I guess, far away from from my grasp as a Caps fan and being in the Metro Division. Um, you know, a huge Madonna fan growing up, obviously one of the greatest American players to ever be, right? Um, so, you know, uh, when it when it comes to being a I mean I loved and then Brett Hall right he was he was yeah. a star for a while you know I mean uh just uh a lot of good memories but um kind of a kind of a weird transition that they've made since uh since their their success in the heyday I mean mm-hmm. all sorts of big names Marty Turco man yeah I'm really really hitting the member berries hard on that I don't know I'm probably dating myself now right those are those are old guys yeah I mean yeah, yes. I mean, listen, I still, I mean, I remember Mike Madonna was incredible. Marty Turco uh, was, was, uh, was honestly, Marty Turco was probably the most memorable star is in my yeah. head. Just, it, it, he's, he's my man. I love goalies right. for some reason. So he, I definitely gravitate towards Turco, but I mean, yeah, I mean, from myself, obviously I've grown up more of the Jamie Ben, uh, era, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Um, right. uh, though, Though there was a there was a period of time when we were very uh it was it was, it was kind of gray what we were so, but I mean we feel the same way about the Capitals. I personally uh just have kind of kept my eye on the Capitals the last couple of years. I mean obviously they won the couple couple years ago and just as a hockey fan, seeing Ovechkin win finally was incredible and his whole celebration was incredible. So I've always had a soft spot for the Capitals since then. Even before then, to be honest, just like when you guys were getting so close, those those years leading up to that so like it was hard not yeah. to be like oh come on and 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 um 
I love Crosby, so I, I'm not even gonna start that. But I don't yeah. know, just seeing o, seeing Ovi do Ovi's it finally, oh seeing Lord. Ovi do it was just so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it's it's great to finally finally get that cup. I, and and I sound so spoiled, I know, but like just the emotional strife of not only losing to the Penguins in the second round for so many times, but doing it in consecutive years and then watching them go on and really kind of thinking that the Caps were the hardest matchup that they had on the way up uh, to, to kind of think like, you know, they did it back to back. Why, that could have been us. Yeah. Right? Very you know? easily, very easily. I yeah. would say. And I would say both those series, um, you know, were razor edge. Great series. Some of the best series I've ever, I've ever seen in hockey. I wish I wasn't so invested in it because I think I lost probably like two years of my life a oh, year yeah. for each one. The playoffs you know, might, do that. Oh. The playoffs just are <laughs> the worst for your heart. Right. Exactly. I might as well just picked up like a drug habit. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't uh, ha- watching watching those series. It was really tough. And then finally having them break through when there was zero expectations, you know, the, the quote unquote window had closed. Um was was great. I mean, who who knows? Hopefully, uh, hopefully they're on their way to another one this year. But uh, once things resume, but uh, you know, uh, definitely have a strong core and and, and well managed team moving forward. That's for sure. Yeah, and so that's a good segue then into like how do you feel? Um, so my first question is: so you've won the cup. Uh, it's been two uh one year now since or two. One or two. Uh, yeah, I guess technically two. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, it was us and the Blues, and then how? Whatever. Yeah. So how do you still? Are you still in that glow? Like, does the team? Does the team still have like that? Uh, like that? You know what? Like, y- you still give them like the benefit of the doubt. Like, if they're struggling, which they don't seem to be there. I mean, leading their division there. So, I mean, how do right. you feel that? Like, do you still feel that playoff glow, that Cup win glow into this season? No, I think. Uh, Last year in the playoffs, you know, we biffed it against Carolina in seven games. Um, a great that was a great series. I think Carolina is coming up in big ways in the Metro. Um, they're quick going to be, be they're they're going to be one of our bigger rivals too uh, in the next probably five six years. Um, you know, starting now uh, and and starting last year. So they were a younger team. Um, we were obviously tired. <laughs> you know, you party that hard. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna feel it right um so i i didn't like the way that we went out i think that the team didn't either um and i think it was kind of a wake-up call you know okay fine you're you're done with the stanley cup hangover now and then they showed it this year by coming out you know firing on all cylinders and basically dominating the league for the first half of the season um you know and and being a Cavs fan's really tough man because <laughs> You know, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's real hard. <laughs> yeah, being uh, you know, having all that uh, talent is great. It is, but there are definitely times where I think that the boys really just kind of um take it for granted. Uh, I, I I think they get they get feeling sorry for themselves sometime, and uh, you know, they take their foot off the gas when they should double down and really really keep the pedal to the metal. But um, I mean, and but at the same time, you know from being a player myself and, and realizing, you know, what what it was like to be on good teams that were just winning easily. Um, 
it's it's kind of it's it's hard to replicate you know you can't it's it's not a switch that you can just turn on and off i think the capitals are probably the closest team in the league that that have that ability to turn it on and off but um it's still it's it's less of a good it's less of a science i'd say you know what i mean i'd much rather have them play a consistent game like the bruins um but you know i think that the capitals have a have a, another notch or another gear when compared to other teams like the Bruins, especially when it comes to offensive power. I think that's just that's I think that that other gear you talked about is just the amount of like you were talking about the elite talent. I think the, the more elite right. talent you have, the more players you have that have that with that other gear. And uh, the, the Capitals are quite heavy in it. And so we've been asking people, you know, up until the break that we've taken, you know, we don't really know what's going to come. We have an idea maybe what's to come. But right. what's a letter grade? that you would give the Capitals, you know, right at that break? How do you feel the season's gone? I'd give them a solid B. Um, really? Really? Um, that's that's quite yeah. low. So I gave I gave the Stars uh, mm-hmm. a, a B plus. Mm. So the fact that you're giving them a B is uh, I might I might have either been soft or you might be a little hard on your team there. Uh, well, you know, uh, one, I think that another thing coming along with getting that cup win is that you now hold your team to a whole nother standard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the reason that I'm giving them a B is because they played lights out the first half of the season. I mean, at one point they had double digit leads in points on the league. Um, I, uh, I, uh, they, they, you know, Tampa Bay, the Bruins, other teams kind of just had a slower start, right? And so now, obviously, they no longer lead the league. They lead their division still, the Capitals. But you can tell that they had a really good start, and they've kind of, since the All-Star break, which this always happens, they start to slump. And they kind of, you know, take their take their time off, or don't go to the or go to the All Star game, then come back, and then it's just kind of like lackluster hockey until the stretch. And then if they fire it up during the stretch, you know, I feel good going to the playoffs. But the Capitals are are uh, I, I just feel like in the past have been great regular season performers and done enough, but when it came down to the seven game series. They just couldn't get it done, um, no matter how close it was, right? I mean, the 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 whole adage is "winners find a way," right? Mm-hmm. So, to, so I, the reason I'm giving them a B is because I'd like to see them return to, you know, first half of the season form. Now, it's funny because before this whole COVID thing happened, I was I was really um, kind of calling for Reardon's head, uh, so I didn't agree with. You know, Trotz. So Barry Trotz, I, I love, right? Obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gets us a cup, and then I mean, just how can you not? He's that's the coach, right? Right. And then he goes, you know, I want more money. Right. Leon or the owner says, no, go fuck yourself. And he goes, okay. And he goes, gets paid by the Islanders, and look where they're at. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, I I just uh, I I knew that the natural progression of things was going to go this way. After Trotz, Reardon was always slated to be the next head coach. That was, you know, as soon as Trotz came on, they knew that was going to happen. Um, but 
to have to have it happen in that way um you know the 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 year after trots left when we got knocked out by carolina i think that there was still a lot of barry trots left in the team now this year reardon's come in and kind of changed some stuff fundamentally um and and i, I wasn't really a big fan so you know things like their breakout was all, was in question their power the power play is um was lack lackluster at best i have a question how how mm. can your power play be lackluster when you have ovechkin on it like exactly like, right right well, I, I mean well, you're right you're right and um it, because everybody knows it's going there right everybody knows it's going to ov and they just can't stop it um uh, what what it really was was our zone entries were okay which is something that we struggled in the past with is is getting into the offensive zone having a good puck taxi through the neutral zone but once we had control it was very uh, teams keyed on they weren't keying on ovechkin they were really more because they knew they couldn't stop like if ovechkin got the puck you know it was going to be a heater to the net right yeah mm -hmm. every time but right what they were looking for and it's smart is the half board pass up to the point which was like john carlson yeah, that because that's the guy feeding Ovechkin for most of most of his points, most of his goals on the and power Car play. Carlson is leading your team in points thus far this whole season. Right. So, you know, trying to trying to get a step ahead of the Ovechkin bomb and cutting it off between usually it's it's either Backstrom, it's usually Backstrom to to uh, it's either Backstrom or Kuznetsov, but generally yeah. Backstrom on the half boards to John Carlson. Really, kind of overloading that position on the half boards was uh, was a, was a strategy that other teams were keying in on, and we just weren't executing fast enough. So our power play numbers really took a big hit down to you know the twenty games before you know right after All Star break. So you know you look at that, you look at I had some really bad I I uh, you know I did a whole rant about this because. It reminds me a lot of Dan Bielsma's Penguins after he, they won the Cup in 09. Okay. There's a lot of um, what I call a no-respect defensive system. And even when your odd man rushed, it was just overload the puck at all, at all, at all instances, right? So you're, you're technically double-teaming the puck all over the ice. Yeah, at all times. Which, right, which is great if, if, you can, if, if, the, if you can disrupt play enough that no one – and on, on teams that are shittier who are going to mishandle the puck and not realize that one guy is open, right? But when you're playing high, have like good skilled teams and, and, you know, anybody in the NHL anymore is just so damn good, uh, that doesn't fly. So double teaming in the neutral zone is not – it's it's just opens you up for breakaways going the other way. And, you know, we let in – a ton of shorthanded goals. So, I mean, things like that were, were killer for me, and I didn't love the breakout that he was running. I think that was a little too much, uh, a little too uh, too much passing in the sense that meaningless passes, like these weird give and goes through the through the um, out of the defensive zone. I mean, I just uh, I didn't. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of what Reardon was doing. So, I'll just. I guess I'll just leave it at that we'll see how how it goes down but i think that his job was really on the line um until we beat the penguins in our last matchup against him i think that kind of really saved his job uh, oh, for, or at least caught him out of the fire
and back into the frying pan, if, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, obviously I mentioned goalies are my favorite position here. And <laughs> I've been – I love just watching young goalies like Shesterkin and Georgiev up in New York. I just keep an eye on them because they're fun to watch. And the other one Clint. that I've been really keeping my eye on is uh, Samsonov. Um, I hope these numbers – he has a lot more wins, but his numbers are below 900 for save percentage. Samsonov uh, has, uh, in my opinion, I think, I mean, obviously you have watched him more from probably a per-minute basis. I think he's looked real real good, so I'm interested to see what you think about him. He has, and I think a lot of our dumbass fans uh, were calling for a Holby trade before the deadline. Um, I saw that a lot on social media. But you have to think, um, and you're right, um, Holpe's numbers were subpar at best. I, I think that that's, that's fair to say. Um, he was not having a good season. He looked, uh, he looked when, like, goals would go in defeated almost sometimes. Like, he, 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 his body language didn't look very hot from some of the highlights I was seeing. Yeah, and you know what? He, um, he's a very calm and collected goaltender, right? So – when he he obviously you know he's got the save of the decade where he's selling out completely he doesn't like to put himself into those positions right. um i think that mitch corn leaving and going with trots the new york islanders really kind of hurt uh that also was his goalie coach yeah mitch corn uh, the the goalie whisperer i like to call him um and also it's a contract year for holby so he's got a lot of like stuff going on mentally um and you know as you know goaltending is a very cerebral position right yeah, uh, yeah. you gotta be you gotta be feeling good to play that position but um when it when it comes to to samsonov i think that he really uh first five games i saw him play in i was worried because he had what i like to call happy feet syndrome with goalies where he wasn't completely square with the puck and when he was moving around in the crease, he was doing a lot of extraneous movement. Um, the good part, though, is that we saw incredible, you know, almost exponential improvement in his positioning and his and the way he he sets up to the puck uh, throughout those five, after those five games. So, yes, playing lights out, a great backup right now. And but the but the case for shipping Holtby early would be um, asinine because you need two goalies in this league. Yeah, You need to have a solid backup. Whoever the starter is, you got to have a solid backup. Um, the way the Samsonov has been playing and if he took the starting position, that would be great. And, you know, he played a couple, you know, a couple games in a row and, and then they gave it back to Holpe. You know, it was like the winner, you know, went with the hot hand. Reardon went with the hot hand, which is completely fine. But people think that because on the surface, it, it, it looked like we had an extra goaltender because Samsonov was playing so well. But one blown groin, you know, one 10-game one streak that is absolute trash by Samsonov, you know, you don't want to rely on a Phoenix Copley who's down in the AHL, mm -hmm. who is, you know, widely regarded as not an NHL talent at this point in his career. You, you don't want to be relying on, on that guy, right? right. So. You know, is what I think is going to happen to Holpe is that I think he's going to walk at the end of the year. The Capitals um, wisely don't spend a lot of money on their goaltending. 
you know um i think that that Holfie's got a great career ahead of him though still i think he's a, still a top-notch goaltender uh, i think he's probably top five in the league and i think that uh he'll go and get paid somewhere <laughs> somewhere you know a team like detroit or if san jose can make the move uh we'll probably drop about eight million to ten million on him i think that you know coming into this season i thought 10 million was the was the team friendly discount for to pay Holfie for five years so it's a 50 million dollar contract i am thinking that maybe it goes down he might have played himself out of a couple million a year possibly and especially with this crazy covid thing you know right. who knows? yeah that, that, that really messes things up absolutely because i've come out and said that the cap's probably not going to change yeah um so you know i uh as far as as far as like you said young goaltenders i mean the the goal was again kind of like the trots to rear it in uh passing of the torch was always intended to be a holfi to samsonov uh the kid's got pedigree he was a russian stud he was tearing it up in the khl um you know he came over uh i believe he did a short stint in the a and and he was doing well so we finally the big the big thing and we saw with kuznetsov was actually getting the the player that we draft the russian player that we drafted to come over mm-hmm. right and samsonov did it and he went right to the big club so you know uh he deserves a spot there he's obviously played really well is there uh-huh. a, a goalie if hopey does end up leaving is there a goalie maybe you have in mind or or would hope that the capitals go at, go out and try and get you know, um, <laughs> that's funny. I haven't really thought about it. Um, I'm sure that they'll they'll dig up somebody. I'm not even to to be completely honest. I'm not even sure anymore who's in the farm system, which is probably terrible of me. But uh, I believe that they'll probably trade or try to pick somebody up off the wire. There's a couple. Um, there's a couple uh, goalies who have backups that are going to be UFAs or, or coming off contracts might be trade bait. I believe Kadobin is they on that. No, uh-uh. I'm not letting anyone. <laughs> no, uh-uh. I, no, they tried this. I had someone on last week. They tried to take him, too. <laughs> He's ours. Yeah, I was going to say. How long is he a UFA after the uh, season? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, no offense to the stars, but if you want to go back up Samsonov, I mean – what would you what would you choose if you were Anton Kadobin? I don't know. I think it really depends on how the Stars finish their year. I think if they end right. it on a positive note, I think they can maybe you know get them back in with like, listen, we're on a right because they've been kind of on and off this season. So, right. If they turn it on, they finish strong. I think they get them back. If they finish on a downbeat, it might be a little harder. <laughs> right, right. Um. Well, you know, Kadobin. I, there's a Casey DeSmith. Um, is a name that's been floated. You know, what we'll probably do is look for a cheap but talented backup that we would spend probably a couple million on, two to three million, I would think, for short term. So my last, I mean, hockey. I don't know if we want to actually call out a hockey question, but <laughs> yeah. obviously recently uh, some stuff has come up about Brendan Leipzig, some very um, misogynistic comments and um, just real, real. Mi- nasty stuff in a group chat um he right. has since been uh placed on un- on unconditional waivers for the uh you know for to have his contract terminated right and um 
obviously he wasn't a large part of the Capitals organization, but I thought he seemed to fit in quite nicely there when he was there. And obviously uh, there's all this other stuff that has come out. So I just am interested in your thoughts on the whole matter. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, what a fucking idiot, man. I don't, I mean, I hate to say it and, and I don't think anybody is, 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 uh, I guess I feel like everyone has either been a victim or has seen this type of talk go down in their lives. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not condoning it by any way. I think the Caps made the right call because, uh, like you said, Leipzig's a fourth-line guy making league minimum. Uh, by the way, he did clear waivers. Nobody picked him up, obviously, uh, which surprised there, right? Um, I think his career is over, man. Um, whether you disagree with the decision or not, that's how it's going to be. Uh, he uh, And I, by the way, I think that that was the right call by the Caps, like I said. He should have been released. Um, At the end of the day, he is a replacement-level player. Um, I I mean, I have a lot of respect for anyone who plays in the NHL, even the quote-unquote goons and enforcers and things like that. They're all talented as hell. They're all way better hockey players than I had ever even imagined I would be. Um, And do you play? I do. You yeah, play? I do. Yeah, I yeah, played. So. I played some high school hockey, uh, and I played a little bit of club and a little bit of in-house men's leagues. Okay. Yeah. So you know, beer league. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a beer league. Uh, you know, has been right. Uh, and and you know, you look at you look at those guys, and and they're all super talented and and whatnot. I mean. Uh, the stuff that he was saying was pretty vile. Um, I guess we, we don't we won't get into that, but I guess um, here's here's my my personal take on it, and we're actually probably going to talk about this uh, when we record ours tonight. But but I'll give you guys the the initial scoop here. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> it, Leipzig was a guy that I gassed up um, the majority of the season. Loved the way he played. Loved his tenacity on the puck. Uh, he uh, had great wheels, and he would get himself into breakaway situations. He wouldn't finish any of them, but at the same time, that's why he's a fourth liner, right? So having him have, – having, you know, spent the majority of this year gassing a guy up like that, um, I, ha- I now have a feeling, you know, obviously uh, – I would have never guessed that this was going to happen, but I even feel kind of shitty for for gassing him up and being such a huge proponent of his, uh, relatively speaking, for a fourth liner. Because you know, right. I got respect for those guys. They're they're you know, depth is huge in the NHL. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but you know, looking back, I think that that feeling that I have now of kind of feeling a little guilty and, and kind of shitty for gassing him up and being so supportive of his career and his time here with the caps is really all you need to know about why, uh, uh, about the situation. You know, I now feel that he's kind of a shitty person and, and I've kind of one eighty'd on it. And just the fact that I have that negative feeling now after kind of, you know, being a supporter of his, and and pumping him up through the season is really telling as to what that 
whole situation what this whole situation has is done to one public per, uh, public perception you know the optics of this whole thing and and two just you know how it has affected the fans and at the end of the day these players are representing their team right yeah so yeah. so yeah like maybe an unlawful hack exposed this stuff but now that it's out there you can't put the you can't put the cat back in the bag yeah right yeah yeah i mean like like he was saying things against like his own teammates you can't just walk back into that locker room right and that's another thing you know um you know shitting on your own teammates and past teammates not a good look at all um y- you know uh, you can debate till you're red in the face what it would what would happen if this was another player a more skilled player or whatever whatever but at the end of the day and then you know i've seen a lot of people like well he didn't break any laws and you know he's he's being um unfairly treated because he you know is freedom of speech and all that bullshit but you know really his, his no, i mean because like look at the stuff that happened to to like think what happened to like mike babcock and and right. bill peters and, and all that sort of stuff i mean like that happened we forget because this covid thing has taken over the season but that happened earlier this season if i'm not mistaken right, right? like like that happened yeah. this year so like we can't forget that that happened so i think that i think that even that small bit it's like in especially in today's day and age they've just we've we've said at this point that we've shown this is the line and i think that's that's past yes. it and that's just what happened right and and you know there all of those people that you mentioned including Brendan Leipzig his their rights are intact the government is not trying to put them in jail or yeah. or do anything but instead society has said this is unacceptable and the league has said this is unacceptable and the teams have all said this is unacceptable so yeah, you're going to retain your freedom, <laughs> but you're just not going to work for us anymore. And I think that that's completely fair because if anybody else and any of us are, are regular, you know, anybody else who's working a regular nine to five, uh, you know, had that stuff leaked and shown to their employer, I'm pretty sure that they'd be in the unemployment line too. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't feel bad for him at all in my sense. Um, and you know, for as far as how it how it affects the Washington Capitals, you know there is a stock full of AHL players who would love to have that position. Uh, namely, I, I'm I'm thinking Travis Boyd. That's a guy that's probably he's a big body. He's tenacious as well, and and I think Travis Boyd has a little bit better hands and uh, finishing ability than 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 Leipzig does. So, I mean. See you later, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, yeah, no, no love lost there. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I, I mean, so I don't want to end it on that note. So I've got to mm-hmm. ask then. You know, with well, lack of hockey, what have you been doing to uh, stay busy? Watching a good TV, uh, played a good video game, watching good movies. Like, what's been, uh, what's been filling your days these days? Yeah, so a mix of all that. I'm actually unemployed. Uh, and have been since January, uh, not due to the COVID, but just, uh, just from other shit. Right. But, uh, been doing like some stuff around the house. I painted my fucking porch, uh, this, the today, and, and I've been doing that. Um, you know, I've been, I've been staying busy, uh, been watching a ton of stuff, uh, 
you know, I've been, uh, I, I, I just watched that Spencer something movie with Mark Wahlberg uh, on Netflix yesterday, last uh, night. Yeah, the cop movie. I think, like, Post Malone's in that. <laughs> yes, yes, Post Malone. Yes, exactly. Um, it was okay. I give it an okay rating. Um, right. Yeah, and, you know, obviously Tiger King was a big thing. Uh, I talked with Corey and Richie about that from, from the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, podcast here on Hockey Podcast Network. Um, you know, there it was, it was, it was, that was wildly entertaining and very fucking weird. Uh, and hap- happened close to where I live, actually. Fun fact. Right, right, exactly. Out, out in Florida, right? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, so uh, with i've been i've yeah i've just been you know taking some time to develop a little bit professionally doing some linkedin learning lately uh applying for jobs people are still interviewing uh even though it's it's you know remote zoom type calls um funny story i actually had an interview today and i log into the zoom and <laughs> it says hockey troll like it does uh, on our zoom right? yeah Luckily, I, I kind of just they breezed past it, but uh, but yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, just been kind of doing the normal thing. Honestly, uh, ha- hasn't been too bad. I mean, um, I I know that I'm I'm in a very least infe- uh, affected area, so that's good for me. But you know, I've been talking to the guys in New York, the Broadway Boys uh, podcast there, and and you know, shit's scary for them, so. Really, I just, um, you know, I wish everybody who's listening who's, who's in an affected area to stay safe and, and wish them the best in getting through this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we also have been doing um, the Goon Line Gaming. You've been doing a phenomenal mm. job as the color commentator <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, that is, that's incredible. And, uh, <laughs> I, I mean – so so how how has that been? How has how has been a color commentator before? Have you ever done anything like that before? No, no, but I, I figured that I would uh, that uh my persona would match really well for it. So um you know, yeah, it's been that's been a blast. It's been a blast like um it you know, being a part of the Hockey Podcast Network has been so great not just because the network is taking care of a lot of I mean, you know, um, I don't know about you, but I've had this. I've had a podcast for a few years and done everything myself and whatnot, and produced it and uploaded it and found venues that I could share it in. And the network does all that for us, which is amazing. Um, but the real value of being a part of this is, you know, stuff like this. You know, being able to collab with everyone who has a team. You know, every all thirty-one teams in the NHL plus some. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Being able to and and every every host on this network is is just kick ass. You know everybody's like really supportive, trying to collab, trying to do other stuff, make more content. It's been great. So I've been doing that with uh with you guys with the Goonline Gaming. That's been super fun because uh you know to be completely honest, I'm pretty shit at chell. Uh, <laughs> so watching you guys play is fun and uh, being able to cut up and and make it lighthearted is great. So I've been doing that with you know. Andy from the Broadway Boys podcast and Grant from uh, Hungry for Hawks talk. So it's it's the the Rangers, the Caps, and the Hawks um, as the announcing team. And I've been doing you know stuff with video and whatnot. Uh, I've done some uh, learn how to play hockey stuff with Ray Ray from the House of Hockey podcast. 
doing some Instagram live stuff there. So just showing her, you know, how to stick handle and shoot the puck and things like that. So, um, I mean, in, in reality, just, uh, all, all the, all the stuff I've, I've really thrown myself, I guess, into making some content here and it's been, it's been a great thing. Well, that is awesome. And, uh, we've, we've been, I mean, listen, I, I love the stuff you do on the, uh, for the green lion and, <laughs> and all that stuff. So it's been an honor to have you on. We're going to have to have you back on here once, uh, you know, whenever hockey does start back up and, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely, man. Um, I really appreciate you having having me on, and and we'll have to uh, we'll have to get you on the Caps shirt as well. Yes, I would be honored. <laughs> awesome, man. And another big round of applause for Hockey Troll for coming on and talking to me. That is awesome. And like we mentioned there at the end, we're doing Goon Line Gaming. I just want to touch on that again. If you guys want to watch, Episode 5 has just come out. We come out with new episodes every Saturday. We're having a inter-podcast network tournament coming up. We're going to be having the Central Division teams, uh, me as well as Tom Franklin and Wags from the Blue Notes podcast. You're going to be taking on some of the other divisions, so be sure to keep up on that. Just go and subscribe to the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube, and those episodes will be out every Saturday. And I just want to do a little sneak peek. In the next episode, the one that will come out next Saturday, will be the debut for our brand new jerseys. I put a little bit of work into them, making them look nice for the podcast network. So now we've got some fancy new jerseys. They're going to be looking awesome. So again, the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to watch all those awesome episodes and to hear Hockey Troll and all of us talk and play hockey, which is a ton of fun. The next thing I want to talk about is shaving. So now that sounds like a bit of a weird topic of conversation on this week's podcast, but I want to tell you a little bit of a ritual that I have. When I'm putting on cologne after I shave, you know, I'm going out somewhere, I will spurt a little bit of cologne, you know, just just down the trousers, you know, just to make it smell good down there, J- just in case. You never know who's going to be sniffing around down there when you go out, so you just got to make sure that it smells good. However, you know, I'm using cologne. That's probably not super great. It gets kind of greasy. Not good. So if you guys are looking for something that, you know, isn't going to do that, but still gives you that, you know, clean, confident feel, then I think you guys should check out Manscaped. Now, Manscaped is primarily a razor company. They have a ton of really cool products for, you know, the below the belt region. I believe they have ball deodorant for all you guys out there. But the thing you guys really should check out is all their amazing, amazing razors. And the best one you can get right now is Manscaped 3.0. This is their third generation trimmer, which features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Because the last thing you want to do is nick your nuts. Am I right, fellas? (laughs) There's also, it also comes with a charging stand, a USB port, and it is super easy to use, even if you're not the most steady-handed like I am. If you are listening to me speak right now, then you are some of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience firsthand for yourself. You can get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the promo code THPN at manscaped.com. 
That is 20% off plus free shipping with the code THPN at manscaping.com. I hope you guys take advantage of the offer and you guys get as much enjoyment out of manscaping as I have. And now I want to talk about a really cool contest that we are doing network-wide. We have been affiliates with CoolHockey.com for a very long time, an awesome place where you guys can get a lot of retro and authentic NHL jerseys. So all you jersey lovers, have you ever needed an excuse to buy a new jersey? Would winning a Cool Hockey gift card be reason enough? From May 1st to June 1st, any jersey purchased through our link will automatically enter you into a draw to win a $175 Cool Hockey gift card. All you have to do is go to www.coolhockey.com slash THPN. Buy the jersey you would probably already have by now, then tell us on Twitter which jersey you ordered so we can connect you with your purchase for the live draw on June 6th. That's it. Anybody who buys a jersey through our link before June 1st will have a shot at a $175 gift card thanks to our friends at CoolHockey.com. Oh, and if you see 10 sold by May 15th, we'll make it a $200 gift card. Make sure you use the promo code THPN for 30% off. One last time, that's www.CoolHockey.com slash THPN. And that is going to do it for the episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Be sure to leave a comment if you guys are enjoying this podcast, you know, wherever you're listening to, if it's on SoundCloud or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you know, a comment really goes a long way. You know, maybe rate the podcast if you can on Apple Podcasts. That would be amazing. And if not, you know, that's all right. Just keep on listening. You know, welcome ears is really all I need. And be sure to go and check out all the other wonderful stuff the Hockey Podcast Network does. You can check out the Hockey Podcast Network's Twitter at HockeyPodNet. And this Twitter, as always, is at CleanSkatePodcast. And I will talk to you cowpokes in the next one. <laughs> <laughs>